the one thing we we were talking about during the course of the game was just trying to get to the blue paint and and get more traffic at the net front and try to create off of it. I thought we did that. We did a better job of that the third period, but we just didn't uh, we just didn't get it done. So that's how it ends, right? I mean, I guess the Penguins could make the postseason if the Islanders pull the Penguins or if they pull an Islanders from the night before and they blow it. But then the Penguins would have to take care of business against Columbus on Thursday, of which I have little faith. It's done. It's over. And not just the season, in all likelihood, but the era. Who is going to pull the trigger on getting this team better this offseason? Is it going to be Ron Hextall? My God, please don't let it be Ron Hextall. Is Brian Burke going to stick around? Is it going to be Mike Sullivan? Who's going to be here? How does this thing turn around? Are Crosby and Malkin going to perform the same way next year? So many questions. And we've got few answers right now. It is the early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your (laughs) positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. 412-928-9370 is the phone number. I'm sure you've got thoughts. You can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line, or you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. That's it. It's over. And at some point, I will put my feet up, and I'll hit the blue little light over here, and I'll talk into the microphone, and I'll say things like, wow, what a wonderful 16 years. 16 straight postseason performances. Sidney Crosby, hell of an accomplished career. Evgeny Malkin. Kudos to you, pal. Chris Letang, way to go. And I do think that there is room for that. But not freaking today. Not today. Not after you lose to the Chicago Blackhawks at home. 5-2 to two on fan appreciation night. Appreciate this. The macro is... You have Crosby and Malkin who are going to play every single game this year and played well all season long, and yet you're likely not going to qualify for the postseason. And so Ron Hextall done F this up. The biggest, obvious, hit you in the face, oh my gosh, this is clear as day situation this offseason was you need goaltending help. And they ran it back with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. So put that in the negative checkbox for Ron Hextall. Then you see Jared McCann goes out and he scores 40 goals. Cool. Could have kept him around. Could have protected him. No. You trade him. He winds up in Seattle anyway. You protected Jeff Carter, who... Hell of an NHL career, but my man sucks out loud right now. Brandon Tanev scored 16 goals this season. Jeff Petrie, probably not worth the six and change money that they're paying that guy. Mikhail Granlin's played 20 games as a Pittsburgh Penguin. He's gone five of those games without registering a shot, which he got five points in the 20 games. Nice job filling that third-line roller on Hextall. So the macro is Hextall sucks. He's got to go. Brian Burke, he was brought in, and I thought he was brought in to make the Penguins tougher. Is that why they lost? No. But 
That's why I thought he was brought in. He and Hextall, Lemieux signed off on it, pushed for it. Those guys are brought in, and you thought that the Penguins, at least I thought that the Penguins' direction would be a little bit different, and they would still try to build a contending roster, but one that looked a little bit different. They didn't even do that. This is the worst that they've looked in the Crosby-Malkin era, and they didn't even do that. So, Burke's got to go, Hextall's got to go, and yeah, I said this after the Boston loss, if the Penguins did not make the playoffs, then Mike Sullivan had to go. Because Mike Sullivan's Penguins, well, not talented, apart from the top six, are more talented than Chicago. The worst friggin' team in hockey comes in and beats your ass last night. You're more talented than Montreal, a team that stinks and swept you this year. You're more talented than Detroit, a team that you've recently lost to. You're more talented than Ottawa, a team that you recently lost to. So I love Mike Sullivan. Seems like a swell man. He drinks Guinness just like me. He won a couple of championships. He's the winningest coach in Penguins history. On the whole, yeah, he did a good job. But it's time to go. You can't have all the marbles on the table like the Penguins did last night. Have a must-win game at home against that team, lose, and the head coach not have to pay for it. Sorry, just can't happen. I don't think it was an effort thing. I really don't. I thought the Penguins played hard. Did they play smart? Eh, at times, no. We heard Mike Sullivan off the top of the show say we needed to get more bodies to the blue paint. Okay, I thought Crosby at times looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Same thing with Evgeny Malkin. But you got one goal between the two of them, and I know Crosby created, I thought, chance after chance after chance last night. But I said before the game on this very show, it was going to be like a football game, the reaction afterwards. You've got an 82-game season, and it's a big, I think, sample size sport, but In this instance, it came down to two games, and in last night's case, it came down to one game, and I don't want to hear you outshot them. You've been doing that all season long. You've been outshooting teams five-on-five all flipping season long, but you just don't have finishers, and that's on Hextall. But it's a results-based industry, and last night, I don't care how many goals you gave up you needed to score one more goal than Chicago, and they didn't. So when you talk about macro v. micro, the micro is, even though Crosby did play well, you've got to put the puck in the net. Full stop. I can't make excuses. You've got to score goals. Evgeny Malkin scored a goal, and it was massive, and he went nuts, and they went nuts, and the place went nuts, but not enough. So that falls on them. The Stars have avoided criticism all season long, and I think largely rightfully so, but it came down to a Game 7 last night. And you got one goal from your Stars. You got one goal from your top six. That It can't happen against Chicago. I saw a national writer, I forget who it was now, because I stayed up too late, 
tweet out, this is one of the worst results he can ever remember seeing because Chicago should have wanted to lose. And the Penguins obviously desperately wanted to win. You can't beat the team that's trying to lose when it's all on the line. And that streak matters to Sidney Crosby. You hear him after the game? Do you hear him before the game? The the playoff streak matters to that guy. You see Malkin celebrate? It matters to that guy. And they couldn't get it done. Let's go to Rob. He's in Chicago. This should be good. Hey, Rob. Hey, Crowley. Good morning. I got two takes on this. Yeah. I live I live in Chicago, okay? And the Chicago Blackhawks organization is the biggest bunch of knuckle-dragging meatheads. And ever since 1992, when we beat them in the Stanley Cup, this means a ton to knock the Penguins out of the playoffs, okay? Yeah, they, you got their best last yeah. night. There's no doubt about it. But at no time... Should a team that's trying to lose, at least from an organizational standpoint, their best be better than your best when okay. everything's on the freaking line? It's still a matter of pride, my friend. I oh, mean, no doubt. They, they played hard. They, yes, they did. And, well, I mean, th- this is a boil that's been waiting to pop with the Penguins for the past five years. We're getting older and slower, and the rest of the league is getting younger and faster. This goes back to getting rid of Ian Cole. You know, Sullivan got rid of Ian Cole because he, you know, was too friendly with the media. We traded, you know, Brian Reeves for Derek Broussard. How'd that work? I mean, wow. it's just a number of bad trades that have led up to this. You know, some of it's salary cap related, and you can't do. Here's what really bothers me, Rob, and thank you for the call, man. Maybe the roster aged out, but the stars didn't. They actually played well for the majority of the season. Again, I can't excuse last night. I'm not going to excuse last night. But I'll keep coming around to they weren't the problem. They were last night because you got to win that game, and they're the stars, so you have to, again, win that game. But, you know, to me, that's not the problem. The bigger problem is this roster. I mean, last night was a perfect encapsulation of what this season has been, which is you go out there, you outshoot your opponent, five on five, you're the better hockey club, a little too much crap on the power play, though they did score the goal of getting Malkin in the third period. You just don't have the finishers. But what you have had to get the Penguins to this point this year, to get them playing for a playoff spot last night, was generally the top six would get something done. They couldn't even do that last night. There's a million different ways to look at this. I'm sure I'm going to miss things. So if you want to react, you can at 412-928-9370 on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley and via the phones at 412-928-9370. Tristan Jari, again, last night, was not good. On the third goal, he's looking at the net. He's facing the wrong way. Tomorrow night should be the last time we ever see Tristan Jari in a penguin sweater. And I think we're all here for it. Now... I saw a lot of people blaming him on social media last night, and he deserved the criticism, and he deserves a lot of criticism for just not being able to stay healthy. And when he has been healthy, well, in that Islanders series, going back a couple of years ago, he just flat out wasn't good enough. But there's 10 minutes to go in the third period, and the Pittsburgh Penguins scored one goal on the worst team in hockey, or one of the two worst teams in hockey. (laughs) 
You can do both. You can blame Jari and the lack of offense, and that's the way you should look at this. But one goal through 50 minutes of play against that team, it's a joke. Ted, Mount Washington. Hey, man. What's going on, guy? Now I'm hey, happy. Real quick. When you're dumb enough to keep the same roster you kept last year, you deserve what you get. This team doesn't have enough grit. They want to play fancy hockey, and they got burnt. It's time to shut it down, man, and trying to rebuild. Well, thanks, Ted. I just don't think they can do it. They're not going to trade Crosby. Malkin's not going to waive his no-trade clause. Crystal Tang's not going to waive his no-trade clause. This text comes in. Adam, nice F-bomb. Did I say the F-word? I'm going to have to comb over the tape. I don't think I did. I proud my I pride myself on being a filthy mouth individual in real life, but on the radio, I've never said anything. I don't think I said it, but I guess if I did, this would be the morning to do so. And I think it's okay before 6 a.m. I made that up. Your reaction, Penguins lost. I forget what the last caller said. I'm all over the place, but... It's the end, not just of a season in all likelihood, but of an era. And here's the thing. This is funny. People will say today, oh, you no-show like that, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. Well, if the Islanders no-show again tonight for the second straight game, they don't deserve to make the playoffs either. Just give Boston a bye then. Don't let the Pens in, don't let the Islanders in. Crap. All right, the text line has exploded here. Nice F-bomb. 508-510, F-bomb dropped and duly appreciated. Adam, nice F-bomb. Crowley bringing back fan uncensored. Definite F-bomb. I also thought you said the F-word five minutes ago. Okay, so I went back and I listened to the tape. I combed through it. I did not say the F-word. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you because I'm not trying to get fired, so... We move on. Stop texting about it. Incriminating evidence. I'm going to have to not post a podcast today. Not that any of you listen to that. Anyway. Mike Sullivan's got to go. When Mike Tomlin Steelers didn't win Jack, you know what? I'm now nervous. When Mike Sullivan Steelers didn't know. Mike I quit. I'm going to quit right on the air. I got Tomlin and Sullivan all confused. This is ridiculous. I'm swearing. I'm spiraling out of control. It's the end of an era. Fade the music. All right, let's start this whole thing up. When Mike Tomlin Steelers didn't get anything done, really, in the Killer Bees era, nobody asked why. It's just, how many do you win? How many championships do you win? How many championship appearances do you win? I mean, that's the reality we live in. It's a get-it-done business. If you go year-by-year, Mike Tomlin Steelers losing playoff games, to go on the road to Denver, if the third-string running back, Fitz Toussaint, doesn't fumble, they beat the eventual Super Bowl-winning champions, I think. You didn't have D'Angelo Williams, he was hurt. You didn't have Le'Veon Bell, he was hurt. You didn't have Antonio Brown in that game, he was hurt. Ben Roethlisberger's shoulder was all banged up. Those aren't excuses. Those are reasons. When the Steelers lost to the Ravens, I think 2014, Le'Veon Bell, he missed the game. 
He got hurt in the Cincinnati division clincher. That's not an excuse. That's a reason. Or it's one of the reasons. Ben got sacked a couple times in that game at a low passer rating. Why well, couldn't run the ball? When the Steelers lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in 2016, guess what? Le'Veon Bell's groin ripped off the bone at the beginning of that game. And then you just got to defend Antonio Brown because what's Sammy Coates going to do, right? Not excuses, reasons. Blake Bortles comes in here, beats your ass. Well, guess what? No Ryan Shazier. And the defense gave up 28 points per game after Shazier's injury, 17 points per game before Shazier's injury. Not excuses, reasons. But people don't want to hear that because it all adds up. Year after year after year after year, people just don't want to hear, oh, they were hurt, they were hurt, they were hurt, they were hurt. No. Fitz Tucson, no, nobody cares. I I don't care that the Penguins outperformed the Rangers last year. Where's the series win? I don't care that the Penguins outperformed the Islanders the year before that. Where's the series win? Winning matters, that's it. And if year after year after year you're not doing it, you're doing enough of it in the regular season to qualify for the postseason and set yourself up and then you blow it then, (laughs) sorry. I don't need the reasons. I don't need the excuses. It doesn't even matter. Marvin Lewis didn't win a playoff game, seven tries for the Cincinnati Bengals. His starting quarterback was hurting three of those games. People don't want to hear that. Either get it done or don't. And I know that Mike Sullivan won championships and Marvin Lewis didn't, but you understand the point here. I think Mike Sullivan's a hell of a coach, just like Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins coach before this schlub came in. Had 107 points last year with Boston. Was the coach of the year in 2020. We're a game away from winning the Stanley Cup in 2019. They fired him. He goes, gets another job. Vegas contending for the number one spot in the Western Conference. Mike Sullivan would get hired someplace else, and he'd win a bunch of games and rack up a bunch of points. Of that, I have no doubt. But he ain't part of the solution right now. I don't blame him as much as Ron Hextall, but how can you watch last night's game and the coach not come under fire? 5-2 to the Chicago Blackhawks. Come on. If it's Mike Tomlin, we're driving his ass to the airport. Mike Sullivan's got to face the same thing. It's results, results, results. There ain't been enough results since they won the Stanley Cup in 2017. They beat the Flyers in 18. That was fun. You lose to the Capitals. Since then, they haven't made any type of a run in the postseason. Excuses, reasons, don't care what you want to call them. I call them L's. And it's time to move on. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Spring is here. Silverado's Colorado's back in stock with a great selection. Stop in online. SunChevy.com. Sunny highs approaching 80. Let's go to Ed in Kennedy Township. Hey, Ed. Uh, hey, Crow, you want to continue the Penguin answer or talk a little bit about the Pirates? The Pirates can wait. It's a rage-filled morning, Ed. Uh, it, yeah, I, I grew up in an area when there was no hockey here. It was just starting up. But, uh, you know, this group of Penguins has done a great job. It's, 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 it's the end now. Well, and there, and you know, Ed, thank you. There is time for that. I mean, there is time for that. And at some point, I'm sure I'll calm down. Everyone will calm down. And you can look back and say, oh, look at all the great things that this team has done. They won three championships. I don't know that you can expect more than that. Tampa didn't win more than that. No team's ever won more than that in the salary cap era of the NHL. So 
to want more rings, I think, is greedy. Once they won the second one, I was happy. Once they won the third one, they cemented themselves as one of the great dynasties, I think, certainly modern dynasties in hockey. But it is fair to say that while you wanted, while you may have been okay with them winning three championships and you you can look at it realistically, like, man, how many more could they have actually won? Should they have actually won? I think we can all agree that they were good enough and they have been good enough to win freaking playoff series. That was a freaking people. Not an F word. That's my thing now. Three championships is great, and you'll never forget it. And you'll never forget where you were when they happened and the celebrations and the joy that the team brought. I know I never will. But I also think they're going out with a whimper, and that sucks. It shouldn't have been that way. And I don't think Crosby deserves any blame for last year's playoff defeat because he was the best player on the ice in that series, 10 points in five and a half games. Jacob Truba took off his face, concussed him. But in the previous couple of series, he didn't play well. Guys won two Conn Smythe. Evgeny Malkins won a Conn Smythe. Three championships. That's a hell of a run. 16 straight postseason appearances. That's a hell of a run. But they're not going to win another playoff series. It's just not going to happen. And so I think it's also fair to enjoy the era on the whole and look back fondly on it. I think that will be the prevailing feeling eventually here. But to go out as quietly as they've gone out, if you don't think that's a bummer, well, okay, I guess that's on you, but it's a bummer to me. It doesn't hurt as much as some of the other losses, I don't think, last night. 2012 against the Flyers really sucked. Boston 2013, that stunk, losing that 3-1 series lead to the Rangers in 2014 was awful because there was a feeling that they never would achieve true greatness. They would never win multiple championships. After they have, in experiencing the run that we've all experienced, it softens the blow of last night for me. It does. Because those accomplishments are set in stone. They'll never go away. But it's an absolute bummer. Changes must be made.